Oh my God, how does it feel like such a Monday today? <laughs> I hope you guys had such a good weekend um, slash Monday, Tuesday. That was so weird. My body is so confused about what is happening with this 4th of July thing, but I hope you guys all had some well-deserved time off and you enjoyed. I just think somebody asked me at CrossFit 720, you know how the coaches do the ice-breaking questions. Jake said, what are you guys grateful for? And I was the first person to say fireworks. Like I literally am fascinated by fireworks. I know it makes me sound like a child, but the fact that they can make things do certain things like that in the sky. And they're also different. Like <laughs> it's incredible. So I had a lot of fun watching fireworks, especially um, in Denver by Coors Field. So I hope you guys had a great weekend. I am jumping right into full work mode. Uh, I have a July 10th challenge launching and a lot of my recent podcast guests are actually going to be being guests on the challenge videos. So if you like what you're listening to, if you want to get more nerdy, the July 10th, 21 day challenge, all powered by Verizon is where it's at. It's $21 for 21 days. And the lineup is just unreal about what we're talking about. And it's like, my goal is for somebody who's done one challenge versus five challenges, you're going to walk away with a lot of knowledge. And that's the best compliment I can get is when people complete my challenge and they're like, I can't believe I know this much about my body from 21 days. And that's my goal. So anyway, join it, emilyshawn.com. And then what else is happening? I'm doing a fun giveaway with Four Sigmatic. So if you have checked out or heard about the mushroom coffees or the cordyceps mushrooms or reishi mushroom, which is great for adrenal health, seriously, like sign up for my newsletter through emilyshram.com on the bottom of the page, um, or just check out my Instagram the next few days. We're going to do a five-day giveaway and you definitely want to be a part of it because this stuff is like it's like crack. I'm addicted to it. I do not get paid by Four Sigmatic. I am obsessed with their stuff. There's something about their cordyceps, not only naturally rising testosterone levels, which a lot of women struggle with, but it helps with adrenal health. And it's like the best kind of adaptogen, similar to adaptogen support that you can get. And it's, it's just incredible. So I really hope you guys check that out and I hope you enjoy this wonderful podcast. This lady is awesome. I'll introduce her and as she um, comes around, I have a good intro for her because I just, I love what she represents and it's all about how it's not, you know, to get out of the details. And actually, since I should say, since filming this podcast, I have checked my ketones. Um, I did my blood, I have a blood ketone monitor and I was like at 0.7 and I felt really proud of that probably because I just had some perfect keto. So like beta hydroxybutyrate exogenous ketones, which definitely helped a little bit, but I was like so surprised because I had had a hundred grams of carbs and then I had that, I tested anyway. And I was like, I'm not going to go crazy testing because that's my problem with numbers. If I, I get so caught up in the numbers, sometimes I become a psycho because I'm so competitive with myself. <laughs> anyway, long story. Um, enjoy this episode and hopefully I see you guys on Monday for the launch of the challenge. <laughs> MFIT Radio. Meg, I'm so glad that you could make time in Denver to come hang out with me and podcast. I know. This worked out so perfectly. Like I've been in Boulder for a week and we just went to Just Be Kitchen for lunch. Mm, so good. So good. Ordered, what did you get again? I had the chicken Caesar salad. Mm. Uh, now I never order Caesar salad anywhere, but 
it was like a cashew dressing. So I just couldn't turn that down. And it's so hot here today. So it's really warm. I did not want like a burger or a hot tortilla or anything like that. So I went with the salad. Just Be is a brand new paleo, like gluten-free ingredient. I don't even know if they market it as paleo, but um, basically an awesome gluten-free restaurant that I can eat everything at and I love it. So I'm so glad you got to try it. I want to read this description because of who you are because it just is like nails the head of everything I want to talk about. <laughs> sure. Um, so this is Meg Dahl, a registered holistic nutritionist living in Canada, and you work online through your own holistic nutrition consulting business, which I'm all for. This is awesome. Um, as an eating disorder survivor, Meg is passionate about helping other women overcome their own battles with food, body image, and various health issues. And you have a new book coming out, which is so exciting. Um, so we're going to talk about where to find all of this stuff. But I think this is such a huge thing because when I talk about overcoming battles with food, like I was even talking about this in my um, Instagram live I did the other day. It was like, you know, at the end of the day, you can have the meal plan and you can have the workouts and you can have the program. You can even have the support system. But it's so much more about the relationship with yourself and oh. the relationship with food. Totally. I got chills when you said that because that's exactly how I see it. Mm. It's all about how you feel about yourself and also when it comes to like healing, like when you do find yourself in a position where you need to overcome something, I feel like you can also have your meals in place or, you know, like your nutrition spot on and you can be doing all the lifestyle things and having all like the right supplements if that's necessary in your case. And if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, if there's not that love component in there, that self-love, I really don't think healing can truly take place. God, it's so true. And the more I work with clients, the more I realize that like I have always been motivating and like, I will get you to the point that you need to get to. Like, I will take, I will take care of you. Just trust me. And it's like, if you don't fix that piece early on, mm -hmm. it's just the, you're going to keep running into that wall and always hitting the same plateaus that you're hitting or the same sicknesses or illnesses or digestive issues or yeah. issues. It's for everything. And I really mm -hmm. do think it's like, has to be at the base of things. Yeah. And I know we'll talk about my book, in a bit but no, um yeah. that's really what my book's about so my book is called keto freedom and people reading that title are under the impression that you know i'm talking about the ketogenic diet and how that is going to simply free you from whatever is holding you back I know that's how it sounds to me and yeah. how a lot of people kind of take it when they first hear it but really the whole first half of my book is about self-love mm -hmm. and how that like is the first piece that you need to have in place before you can like embark on any type of other healing, you know, journey or whatever. And then I, of course, talk about the ketogenic diet and how it can really help with yeah. various health issues. But yeah, the self-love is definitely where I'm very passionate about because for me to overcome an eating disorder, I 
literally hated myself as I know, like I'm sure people listening right now are in that position too, maybe not with an eating disorder, but they just don't feel good about themselves and they don't have that self-love at all. And I was in that place and it wasn't like a therapist that got me through my eating disorder. It wasn't that I just started eating that got me through the eating disorder. It was me deciding that, okay, I'm going to stop fighting myself. And I moved into this like self-love journey I often what was call it. it? That, I always wanted to know that switching point for people. Yeah. What was that switching point for you? For me, honestly, and I can remember the night, like it was just a point where I knew that I could not live like that anymore. You know, I was so unhappy. I was on this like search for happiness. I was on this search for freedom, but I was like keeping myself trapped in this disorder. And I just realized that nothing I was doing was actually in line with what I wanted in the end. It was just so off. You know, when you have a goal, you need to be doing the things that are going to get you to that goal. Can I ask what the goals were like for to, you in that? Yeah. Well, like I wanted to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be happy and I wanted to be free. And I was doing all of the things that made me very unhealthy. And I was stressed out of my mind because I was like following a meal plan and eating things that I didn't even want to eat because I thought I should or had to. And obviously, like, I felt trapped, so I wasn't free at all. Man. Well, that's a big epiphany that you had because I want, like, people, everyone needs that freedom. Everyone needs to experience that, that it's like their own mindset that's keeping them where they are. Yes. Yeah. That's hard for people to see. And I think maybe the biggest step is, just this self, I always, you know, I, I always want to give people steps. Like yes. I'm this crazy, like I, if I can figure it out myself, then I can therefore help others. Mm-hmm. But how do you do, you know, like the, so for me, it's like, what would be the step? And is it just self-awareness? Okay. I'm so happy you asked because like self-love, like that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, my book is divided into these two chunks, like self-love and like a high fat healing diet. Mm-hmm. Right. But like self-love people, I, I really I'm kind of like the self-love girl, but I don't want people to take that lightly. And it does. Like, it sounds like fluffy. You know, Mm -hmm. it sounds like when I'm like, oh, you need to love yourself before you heal. People think like, no, I really don't. Like, I just need to like diet harder or work out harder or just take more supplements, that sort of thing. See a new practitioner. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like Mm -hmm. all the things except what actually needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So self-love is pretty like a big thing and people that know that it's necessary um, still kind of struggle with the well how Mm -hmm. like how like do I just look at at myself in the mirror and say I love myself because that doesn't feel right you know like Mm -hmm. so I've actually came up with steps like (laughs) like this formula (laughs) and to me self-love is one thing Mm -hmm. but it's like made up of these four building blocks and it starts with how you speak to yourself like the whole awareness Mm -hmm. and the mindset piece so if we're speaking to ourselves in a way that is not loving is not positive then you are never going to be able to get to that end goal of loving yourself and I see that 
with my clients all the time. Like they want that end goal uh, to just be free and to love themselves so much. And then we really get into their inner dialogue and it's all negative. Like they're talking like trash about themselves. And I'm like, that is your barrier right now. And so that's one of the four building blocks like of self-love that I found. I think that's huge. I do. I make my clients do that a lot. Like, what do you talk about when you look in the mirror? Yeah. And then even if you maybe aren't having like that good day or you were like, this we all have those days like oh my god my skin or oh my god my stomach like there's always something that's gonna cause some sort of insecurity there's always. and I, I said this yesterday there's days where you're like you wake up and you literally feel like a fucking rock star like you are gonna take over the world <laughs> nothing can stop you and then the next day it's like a workout like I have a really good workout and then the next day it's like total shit like yeah. I'm like oh my god I'm like worthless what am I doing same with like self-confidence. And so it's on those days that you do feel like total shit. It's just fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. And you really have to be aware mm -hmm. of what's happening inside your mind because what I find is a lot of people aren't aware of those little thoughts or like the chatter, right? Mm -hmm. We all have that chatter. And if you're not really aware of it, that chatter tends to be very negative you know um you look in the mirror and there's an automatic negative thought right away and then since it happens within our mind we like kind of own that and we believe it to be true but what I like to teach people is that okay that was an automatic thought you did not choose that thought and now you have like the power to respond to that thought or that voice in whatever way you choose. And I mean, you and I both know in order to be happy and healthy and free in this life, like we need to choose positive words towards ourselves. That's so true. I was reading this morning, there was like a, I'm on the um, NTP, NTC, like Mm -hmm. Facebook group for the school that I went to. And somebody mentioned um, autoimmune conditions being this emotional response. So I went down the rabbit hole and I, I loved it because she was like, every so often this something new comes up, something new comes up. And I feel like, you know, that's a long story about healing autoimmunity and like getting to the root issue and you know, figuring it out. But it was so cool to read this chain of comments of like, yes, this is so more emotional than you realize. And I'm finding that more and more with people that come to my office. It's like, oh, I could these supplements your body loves and you're responding to, but we got to dig deeper. Like what is the emotional barrier that's causing this? And it was just interesting. It's like something like grief or traumatic event. It If you don't resolve it or you don't go through it and you don't grieve and you don't actually push yourself through that horrible, we like avoid things. Like I'm an avoider. I'm a chronic avoider. Like if something's uncomfortable, there's, I mean, maybe some things I, I guess it's like when something's uncomfortable in some way, I just try to like kind of push it. I just like, I'll come back to that. Um, which is why my emails are not being res- – like I have so many emails and I'm like overwhelmed and I just like – Totally done I'm that. like, oh my God. And I just – once I get on top of it, I'm on top of it. But I go through these waves and it's like when that happens, your brain never processes it. So it always – that threat is always so real. Mm-hmm. So you can like imagine like just reoccurring over and over and over this – traumatic pathway that you're – like nobody – I don't think any of us realize how strong the energy 
that we are thinking like the power of what we think about ourselves, how it translates into your actual health. It's totally. So and we actually have like the power to change how we view anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like even um, like the scary email thing, right? <laughs> like that, that icky feeling within us or that fear, like if any task is kind of fearful to us, we automatically view fear as bad, right? Yep. If something scares us, we're like, oh, that's bad. Like I shouldn't proceed with it or do it. But we have the power to actually realize that it's not bad and shift that mindset. And I think it's so incredible once we do realize we have that power to do that, you know, possibilities just. Oh, you're going to make me do my emails today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What for you, what brought you to, you know, I think a lot of my clients with my 21 day program I do, I offer like a little bit, they're both higher fat. Mm -hmm. One is a little bit more carb than the other. For you, what led you, I guess, to the road where you're at now with your diet? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's, Probably not what you're expecting, but <laughs> um, back in 2015, I got really sick and I was dizzy and really fatigued, like the worst fatigue I've ever had in my entire life. Like I Came felt out of, out of nowhere and I honestly felt more ill than I ever had and I had anorexia for years. Like I was very ill. I thought I had, you know just stage three adrenal fatigue. So I started eating a lot of carbs because that was kind of the information I was coming across. So I was making sure, and I should say during this time, I was always on a paleo diet. Like I was always eating like paleo carbs and I was still including fats and quality proteins and stuff, but I just wasn't making any improvements. And then I found out in July or August of 2016 that I had a parasite. Oh my God. Yeah, it was terrible. So I got a parasite from somewhere. I was doing a lot of traveling, so it does make sense. That's how mine happened. I had a bacterial really? infection. Yeah. Oh, they're not fun, they're right? Not fun. And it's like this silent illness kind of thing where you're so fatigued and you tell everyone you're tired and can't do the things that you normally do, but yeah. you look the same. How did you find out? Did you take a gut test? Yeah. So within my nutrition practice, I do run comprehensive stool analysis. That's amazing you do that. Yeah. I would yeah. love to refer people to you because that would be that's something awesome. I'm not able to do and I think everyone should do them. Yeah. Well, and I found like once I started doing that within my practice, um, I mean, you just get so many answers, mm-hmm. right? You can do a bunch of, you know, base work with a client. And then if they're still not getting better, like you need to dig deeper. Yeah. So, yeah, comprehensive stool analysis is how I found my parasite, I'm assuming. Is that how you found your bacterial infection? I did. Yeah. So I had a parasite. And the best way to go about that diet-wise is a low-carb diet. And so I started reducing my carbohydrates and increasing my fat dramatically, of course. Do you have grams? Did you – because I – we can get into this tangent, but like – Sure. I do know that there's something connected to counting and it getting back into that not so comfortable to controlling. Yeah. I've been there before where I'm like I'm 
I'm being a psycho and my macros being and obsessive and stuff like that. Is any different than me counting my calories and right. that kind of thing. So I'm curious, do you have like a range? Because I know people will want to know. Right. Um, yeah. I'm totally not for counting. I actually have like a blog post on my website, um, why I hate my fitness pal. Like it just <laughs> I have so many clients that come to me so stressed and that is like the one thing that they can't let go of to get healthy, right? Mm. And so I just didn't allow myself to do that. I um, Luckily, my friend, she's actually my podcast partner, she was eating a ketogenic diet at the time and she was just helping me like increase my fats and making sure I was getting enough. And I'm very into intuitive eating. So, you know, if I make breakfast and my eggs, salad and avocado aren't filling me up, I'm just going to add more fat, add some bacon to it or add some more eggs. It's so hard for people because it's like so hard. Hunger is success. Yeah. I think that's yeah. such a huge thing for people to get over. And I want people, everyone to get over that. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's like people are like, I did so well. I had like a, ty- a 200-calorie breakfast and a 200-calorie lunch. No. I'm like, fuck. And then you ate a 10,000-calorie dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, no. I just like – I was on a meal plan for like – over four years of my life that it's just when I started to reduce my carbohydrates and increase my fat, I just did it very intuitively. And like I said, with the help of my friend, she was more well-versed in the keto diet. Like she was testing her ketones and stuff like that. So she was very familiar with how much fat you should eat. And then actually, do you know Jimmy Moore? Oh, of course. Yeah, he's amazing. Like, of course you know him. (laughs) So um, he had me and my podcast partner do a speech on his low-carb cruise. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did one at Low Carb Vale. Okay, yes. (laughs) So kind of same thing, but we were on a boat. Cool. Yeah. Um, So we were, like, surrounded by actual, like, people that were following the keto diet and um, the amount of butter they put on things was just like mind-blowing but really inspiring right like we would obviously have a very nice like nourishing plate but then we saw how much fat they put on their meals and it was just like inspiring to do the same and I just found like the more fat I added to my meals and the less carbohydrates I ate um I felt better. You know, my digestive issues got a lot better. And with the parasite, like I said, I was just really fatigued. And like I thought I was having major adrenal issues. And I also did test my adrenals, but everything was totally fine. Like my teachers that were doing the course with me, like they looked at my adrenals and they were like, no, you should not be as fatigued as you are. So it was very parasite related. But anyways, when I did reduce my carbohydrates and dramatically increase my fat intake, my symptoms subsided and I did go on a parasite protocol. But I mean, we all, like you and I both know that there's always a diet component to it, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do the supplements, you can do the lifestyle things. Um, and then I did the diet thing, which was a low-carb, very high-fat diet. And I guess to give you, I know you said like your audience is kind of, you know, you like 
more of a as, structure maybe well, as, <laughs> as much as I tell them yeah some of these people will laugh because they've done many challenges with me yeah um I've gone through phases where I didn't give them macros okay and they people really wanted it and I'm like okay I'm gonna give it to you but this is my this is what is coming with this the idea that you cannot stress about this. Yeah. And then everyone's stressed about it anyway. So it's just it, – but in my mind, everyone – when you're making a life change, I know how hard it is. I know it's a really – it's tough. And, mm-hmm. and to feel in control of something is all that somebody needs. And so if that means for this person that they're in control of what they're doing because it's so scary to count macros, then I'm okay with it as long as they know that – if they don't hit the macros or if it's causing more stress, yeah, um, then they need to take a step back and just try to try to trust that they can be intuitive. So yeah, and I mean, for me, I I couldn't go back to counting macros or grams or anything like that. But when I started to let go of that eating disorder that I was once holding on to, I felt like I didn't know how to eat. Mm-hmm. Right, like I literally would look at my plate and I didn't know really how to build a plate, you know? So I gave myself a template and I, now I could, you know, kind of say that I think three meals a day is a great place to start and make sure each of those meals has like a ton of veggies. And if you ask me like if it should be like a low carb veggie or or a sweet potato, I'll tell you I don't care. You know, like I just want you to eat a lot of veggies at each meal, protein at each meal. You need a source of protein at each meal and then load on the fat to like satisfaction. Mm -hmm. You know, salads, I'm sorry, they're not good with just lemon and juice on them. Like they're not, (laughs) I'm sorry. So like don't think that you're going to get away with that kind of thing. And it's true. Like the intuitive eating comes and people – they they learn it, but it's like the lever. I think that's a good guideline. Like when you are hungry, two hours after you eat, you didn't eat enough fat. Yeah. So and then add more. So easy for the next round. And I, it's always if you are eating, if you're monitoring carbohydrates, if you are hungry or if cravings are going up, then continue to eat more fat. That's the hardest mm-hmm. thing for people on my to put as much fat as they should. But then I also go back because I'm like, well, I. For some people, they, like, get traumatically sick with eating too much fat too soon. I don't yes. Know oh, that, so. absolutely. It has to be, like, a gradual yeah. thing for sure. And so it's almost as maybe a blessing that they, like, aren't quite ready for it. Yeah, yeah. And I do, like, I think, well, you're just going to not feel good by dramatically reducing your carbohydrates. So that's what I did. You know, I um, was having carbohydrates, like, a dense source at every single meal. And then I just went to dinner. And I was still having my digestive issues. So then I took that one out and I started feeling a lot better. You know, I think a gradual shift is really important. And then I also want to say that it's important to know that if you are doing that kind of guideline Monday through Thursday and then on Friday, all of a sudden you're feeling like, I really want a sweet potato with my dinner, that it's important to eat that as well. Because when you truly want something and you tell yourself no, and this gets all into like the mindset stuff again, Mm -hmm. you're just going to want it that much more. We talk about this a lot in my challenge because I am a rebel in my personality. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I'm like, I can't have that, it's all I can think about. And it's just like, 
You can't do that. I can't. And no. But it's so cool. Like when I – people are like – like as long as you know the good carb sources that your body is good with, mm-hmm. which you can learn very easily and quickly, you just got to listen to your body. Um, I think that's probably what scares people the most. But trying to figure out, okay, like my activity increased. Maybe you're a little bit more stressed. Like I do think for me, it's like when I start craving sweet potatoes, it's so like exactly what you just said. Fucking eat a sweet potato. Just eat it. Because there's a reason. I do think if – sugar cravings are constant, that's a different reason. That's yeah. a, a warning sign for so many other things. Yeah, likely they likely need a gut test, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. A gut test or insulin, some insulin resistance. Yeah. They have a lot of that. that yeah, so, so even a high-fat diet is even better for these. Even better. Yeah. Um, for you, I think um, I would love to talk a little bit about some, you know – additional things outside of eating a higher fat diet. I know you're into essential oils. Yeah. Has that been really helpful for the mental component? The, well, I definitely wish I had them years ago yeah. when I did have an eating disorder because I was on antidepressants. I was on a lot of prescriptions mm-hmm. to deal with all the side effects of having an eating disorder, right? And did they work? No. Like, I didn't feel any better. And I was on them for a lot of years. And then when I tried to get off of them, that was really difficult. And I'm sure if anyone's listening and has tried to taper off of antidepressants before, like, that's a real big challenge. It's really scary. I was getting these things called brain twitches. Like, you could literally feel your brain, like, kind of, like, twitching. Did you go cold turkey? No. So it was a gradual downgrade. Yeah, yeah. Was it hard? Because this is something I see a lot of. Um, you almost, like, hit this point where you're c- kind of cutting back on the dose. And then I have people have this conversation where it's like, I still feel this way, you know, on antidepressants. So how am I going to feel normal without them? Yeah, I definitely felt like that. Yeah. Um, But I just kind of believed that they weren't doing anything for me and I could do more for myself. And that's honestly what happened. Did someone – was there something that clicked for you? Was it just – To go off of them? Yeah. Um, I started studying holistic nutrition Mm -hmm. and then I just voiced to my parents. I was, I don't know, early 20s at that time and I told them like, you know, I really don't feel like these things are doing anything for me anymore. And I had been on them for a long time. And my dad has always been like the most healthiest guy in our family. It's him, my mom and I. And he's always been just one step ahead of my mom and I or more. And when I told my mom that, she was like, your dad will be so happy because he doesn't want you on those things anyways. So we tapered me off of them and like I said like nothing changed yeah. you know I I was determined I wanted to get off of them and I knew that if I was still struggling with like anxiety or something like that it was a different issue because mm-hmm. I no longer had my eating disorder mm-hmm. but if I was still struggling emotionally it would have been something else and I know you know like anxiety can be largely related to like blood sugar imbalances and food and stuff. And I mean, I found that out for myself. Mm. It's so crazy how like that's such a a beautiful side effect of eating more fat. Oh my gosh. And that's why I 
talk about like that's why I love a high fat diet you know um I don't say it's going to free you of everything because I think you free yourself Mm -hmm. of things right (laughs) yes like that is what happens but the amount of like health conditions that can be addressed by eating a high fat diet and I'm not even saying high fat 10 grams of carbs like I'm not saying that I'm just saying a high fat diet like fat is so incredibly healing that that's why I love it like that's why I talk about it and that's why I eat that way myself because it makes me feel good and I, I love that you said that because it's so important for people ketogenic is like a buzzword right right, now, right. which yeah. is amazing but it's also causing a lot of confusion with like for me seeing the digestive stress that too much fat at one time can cause on the gut and like the bile not being there, mm-hmm. gallbladder not functioning well for many people. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's like leaky gut syndrome. Right. Um, I do think that it's so important that you don't, you can still get results and still see all the beautiful benefits without being keto. I mean, yeah. just, it's just a lower, lower carbohydrate, higher yeah. fat diet. So I love that you believe in that. Um, and you don't test for ketones. Yes, I do not test. So that is one thing um, that makes me different from a lot of people that eat like a high fat, low carb diet, or if you want to call it keto. Um, Yeah, I don't test and I'm actually writing a book called Keto Freedom. So I put that in my book that I don't test my ketones because I just want to be real with everyone. And I just don't think it's necessary. Like we were just saying, I mean, I think ketones are incredibly healing. But I'm all about like knowing your why you're doing something or knowing like your goal. So for me, my goal was to overcome that like insane fatigue I was feeling. My goal was to make sure I had proper blood sugar levels because like stable throughout the day because that's something I've always struggled with. And, you know, um, balance my hormones too. So like three main goals. None of that has to do with like the healing benefits ketones can actually provide, right? Like I can have stable blood sugar levels by eating a high fat, low carb diet, but I don't necessarily need to know if I'm producing ketones. Because ketones are very specific for there. I mean, Alzheimer's for an example, right? If cancer. Yes. Those are healing, like those are conditions or diseases that I would say you should be testing your ketones to make sure they're, you know, um in production and you're getting a lot of them. So you're healing and like, you know, solving what you are working to, you know, address. But for me, I wanted to balance my hormones, which you need fat. Yeah, talk about the hormone piece. Were you struggling coming out of an eating disorder? Yeah, big time. Were they just all really depleted? Yeah, um, loss of period and just no symptoms of having any hormones at all. And since starting uh, to eat more fat and, I mean, there's a huge blood sugar piece to this too, right? Um, I want everyone to know that if your blood sugar – is just up and down like that roller coaster we often refer to it as. Um, it's likely you're not going to have 
proper hormonal balance. But yeah, so mine were totally plateaued and eating a high fat diet. I mean, it helped me ensure that I was eating enough too because yeah. it's, it's easier for me, I find, to undereat. And I mean, I don't think I'm the only one. You know, you when you're eating a re- real food diet and loading up on all like the fresh produce and good quality proteins and stuff, I think it's easy to overestimate what mm-hmm. you're eating, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're doing like the three meals a day kind of thing. And I don't limit myself to that. But since my blood sugar levels are so stable, you know, you're you're not hungry every two hours yeah. either. So um, balancing my blood sugar was huge for like balancing my hormones as well. Yeah. I love that. I talk about that a lot with clients. Like um, this is just like a brief little adrenal talk. But yeah. when cortisol, when blood sugar has that dip and you feel hangry, which I think so many people do, yeah. it's like not, you know, it's kind of like this funny meme that just breaks my heart. You know, I've seen it all the time, like give me food and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I, we all are going to experience that at some point. But like I always want to just be like, that's chill. That means something's really wrong. Like you're not <laughs> supposed to feel you're that not way. You want to kill somebody and get headaches and definitely not shaky. And it's just so powerful when you stop those up and downs because it stops demanding cortisol. For you know, I'm just yes. doing this is from our it stops demanding those adrenals to be our backup plan, and that's a huge piece of most people's adrenal issues. Is yes, this dip in blood sugar, and I always look at pancreas before anything else. It's usually pancreas and liver causing adrenal issues way before it is, or even maybe some gut stuff that are symbolizing some adrenal fatigue. But I think that that's so, so, so key. Uh, What do you think for hormone health um, and ketogenic, outside of just high fat, I've had a really hard time with true keto being good for hormones for women um, because I've seen so many women who did true keto do really well temporarily, but I feel like loss of period soon after, or even just very much um, some spotting issues mm-hmm. early on. And I'm, I just have always felt if that's kind of the issue to be higher fat, lower carb, but not too low carb if that's something. But I would love your thoughts on that. Yeah. And I mean, I've heard the same as well, but I do know of a lot of people getting their periods back eating this way. But again, I find that when people do have hormonal issues from switching to a high-fat, low-carb diet, they're not eating enough. I usually find that is the issue. But again, carbohydrates aren't bad. Like that's not what this talk about is about at all, right? So I do think that some of us do need to find our carb tolerance. And a lot of us can actually eat a larger amount of carbohydrates than we'd actually assume and still be in ketosis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially, is it the more athletic you are? Yeah. I'm very much like you. I have, I never had extreme eating disorders, but it was always there from a very young age and different various forms and I'm very much when I do numbers I can do really well with them for a while and then I can get psycho so I have my ketone monitoring uh, system but I have yet to use it okay I'm one of those people that I I know one I I eat more carbohydrates than the average 
keto person because mm-hmm. of my workouts, so I time them pre and post. But I just like don't want it to get me into that mm-hmm. crazy place. Okay, one thing I can say about this, <laughs> it's like you don't need a machine telling you yeah. if you should be eating a certain way or not, right? Like you yourself, you're so smart. Like you could sit down, ask yourself all the questions you need to know. Like, am I feeling good? Mm-hmm. Am I performing good? I Is my go energy by my memory? Uh-huh. My memory is – okay. that's usually a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Like if I start losing my keys a lot and I get anxiety, that's Anxiety is huge, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I mean I feel the exact same way. I've been – I've had the opportunity to test my ketones so many times. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and I just am like – but I feel so good that yeah. I don't need a machine telling me yes or no – or this is how much, no. because if I knew that, and I don't even, like, I really, I'm so far beyond my eating disorder, like, that was years ago, but I just don't need a machine telling me, like, you are or you're not, because I know then I'd be like, well, like, should I change things up to yeah. produce ketones? But again, it all comes back to what I said, it's not really my goal. That's awesome that you said that. Do you believe in exogenous ketones? So, yeah, we just had like this question on our podcast actually. And I don't. I think if you are needing to produce ketones, you should be following the diet mm-hmm. to um, produce them. You know, um, I've had some pretty funny comments from people that were trying to get me to use them, just saying, you know, well, some days I want to drink wine, but I still need my ketones. And it's like, mm, okay. Like, I just don't really follow along with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, I go back and forth. Like with me, there's definitely an overuse of them mm-hmm. because I feel like your body intuitively creates ketones at a certain point. So we do not know the effects of, I talked about this with Mike Metz. We do not know the effects of taking something that our body's naturally supposed to produce for long term. But what I have found is like if it's that transition period because there is so many terrible things when you're switching from sugar burning to fat burning, if you're just like I'm all in, which is the type of person I am and a lot of my right. followers are, we're just ext- like I can't – there's no gradual. There's no like pacing. It's like when I decide something, it's happening tomorrow. Actually, it's happening now. Like, yeah. So I do think that I've – I've noticed a big difference with people taking them during that week, but I don't know enough about the long term. The long term. Yeah. And yeah, I could see going through that transition mm-hmm. stage. And yeah, I've definitely heard people say like that would be the ideal time to use them. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Um, I did mention my friend Sean before. She's my podcast partner and she has this incredible program that I was actually able to guinea pig before anyone else went through it, but it's called the Fat Burning Female Project. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And she, I mean, she started a ketogenic diet because she had chronic inflammatory response syndrome. Mm. And so she actually needed to like heal her leptin. So she needed to produce ketones. And she kind of got to be like this like keto like guru you know like she really understood it and specifically for women Mm -hmm. and I know you mentioned you know negatively affecting hormones Mm -hmm. before and what we've seen like through the program is the gradual transition you know it 
allows you to not go through such an intense keto flu, as they call Mm -hmm. it, um, but also not have a negative effect on your hormones because it seems those who are full keto um, might be having those hormonal issues because they went into it too fast. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder long-term – that's also another thing I want a little bit more research on. Yeah, I, absolutely. I love the ketogenic, like the true, of course, always high fat, but true ketogenic for long, long term because it is such a survival mechanism. So same thing with the beta hydroxybutyrate. I wonder like um, periods of refat, like re, just like eat, just eat a ton of carbs and then go back into that keto state, whether that's cyclical or like every three weeks or whatever it is for all those people that are full keto all the time. I just, I do know like anytime we omit a food group for so long, yeah, I'm always curious the long-term effects and I'm just, I don't know. No, I am super interested in that too, but I think that's where that intuitive mm-hmm. eating comes in, right? Like, yeah, and, yeah. and I, is, <laughs> I think this is the issue is because so many men do so well with it, yeah, and so many women are just like, and us women, we need to listen to our bodies, mm-hmm. even though that can be scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, our bodies are so smart, yeah, right? It really has smart. every single time I listen to my body, I'm like, you know, why did I doubt? Yeah, I know, and I—that's I, what my. I am writing a book as well, ah. and it's all about that. It's all about trusting your your instincts. Oh my gosh! So many of us just we don't trust it. Right? We don't trust. Um, what are your favorite essential oils that you love? Oh my to gosh! Use? And I think maybe I would love. I can talk about this after, but I would um, love to get you on my challenge coming up. If you were, I we could would. do like a little Skype video that we were talking about. I would love do like that. A little a clip on maybe I you know obviously. I saw you have a great article about skincare. Yes. Yeah. But what do you what are your top three essential oils? Okay, top three. So number one, frankincense. Cool. I have a funny story about frankincense. Tell me. <laughs> so I talked about this with Miss Dr. Missy on my podcast. Yeah. But I hated the smell. Like smelled it and was repulsed by it. So she went through this whole thing where she was like, if you smell something and you hate it. It's something that you are repelled by emotionally because you need to get through this. Uh, on, the on the emotional level. level. Wow. And I always thought if I hated the way it smelled, I don't want it and I don't need it. Because like if I hate the way something tastes, it's like your natural instinct, right? Yeah. And it was so against what I felt like was true. And then I read what the frankincense meant. And it was all about with uh, frankincense, it taps into this vulnerability side, like just really deep internal And emotions. like connection. And I think I was just like, well, <laughs> look at Griff. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let's try it. So she put it, she suggested just put it on you every day for 30 days. And then I swear 15 days in, I like am now obsessed with the smell. And it just totally That's wild. Switched. Isn't it crazy? That's really wild. And so that was my story of frankincense. Oh now I'm now I'm in love with it. But I also just had gone through this weird transition where it's amazing. It's <laughs> a do you, do you powerful it oil. So I actually take it internally oh, every single do? day. Um, yeah. So I actually like the smell and the t- taste of it. But I like not love the taste, yeah. but it, I can tolerate it. But yeah, I just put a drop under my tongue every day and. I kind of see frankincense as almost like a supplement, mm-hmm. you know, without the vitamins and the minerals. Yeah. It's really good for cellular health and our DNA. Do you it's mix it with incredible. I don't. I just drop it under my tongue. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious of a fat carrier. 
I wanted to mix it with like an MCT powder or just like an sure. MCT oil yeah. spoonful to kind of like carry it Get it down. Mm-hmm. Get it down. Yeah. That's so that's my enough. number one. It's amazing. I really love the smell. I use um, my skincare that I use. It has frankincense in one of the um, – pieces that I use in my skincare and every time I put it on I'm like oh my gosh this is so amazing (laughs) and now you would feel the same um so frankincense and then clary sage it was the very first oil that really made me feel so grounded Mm -hmm. and I use it a lot for like personal perfume and every single time I put it on I just feel like so happy Mm -hmm. I don't know do you like clary sage I do I uh I need – like, my periods have been the most regular ever since okay. probably, like – it's been a while, but I'm – I use it pre and post. It's, it's amazing because, for yeah, it's like hormones. Hormone stuff. Um, I'm not in love with the smell, though. I'm not no. going to lie. <laughs> I, yeah, and that's funny. Oh, well, I like fresh sage. Like, when I grew sage at my old place. Okay. I love that. But mm-hmm. it went, something about the oil, it's like – Clary sage is different. It's a lot different than the plant. A so lot different. I love burning it and I love um, the plant, but the oil, I use it be- like around the, my time of menstruation, but besides that, I do not. You do not. Yeah. Um, and now this third one's going to be a little more difficult because I use the blends. A, oh, like yeah, I would say, one? okay, my favorite blend what, that I the other one that I use every single day would be Serenity. Ah, so that one. I don't know if I know Serenity. Oh my gosh! So it's a combination of lavender, cedarwood, hoe wood, mm. and vetiver. Yeah. Vetiver is one of my favorites. I have I spilled it in that bag over there. And oh so no! I just it's amazing <laughs> for sleep, right? Yeah. And I just – it was the most – it was the sage for me. It was the most grounding okay. smell that I found for me that yeah. just like put me into a good zen space. It's amazing. It's so good. So well, those are great. I like them. They're fun, aren't they? Yes. They're <laughs> so fun. And like I said, years ago I wish I had them just because they do have such a huge emotional piece mm-hmm. to them. And – I've seen some amazing things with wild orange and its effects on anxiety. I diffuse that all the time. It's amazing. I, that's a, citrus is the best. It really is. I have one more important question for you. Okay. <laughs> what is your spirit animal? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't get this. I don't get this. Maybe my new dog. What, should new I dog? say that? Penny. I don't know. Penny. No, you could be your dog for sure. I, I have no idea. Well, you can let me know. I think I my goal in life is to help everybody I meet find out their <gasps> spirit animal. Can you help me? Because I, I really <laughs> do not even understand this. I'm freaking good at it. Okay. Um, I think part of it is like – and people think this is so st- silly and stupid and then they figure it out and they it's like emotional. Like so this is how I met – we're in my house right now, guys – um, <laughs> when I first was on Bumble, uh-huh. and this is how I met Bradford, okay. my boyfriend, yes. uh, I, I would tell very quickly my screening process was right away I would just ask them their spirit animal because either they fully accepted it or they were like – they made some stupid answer. I'm like, oh, gosh, you're just – yeah. I don't even want to. And Bradford immediately was like bison. And I was like, oh. And I looked up bison in my book and I was like – 
oh my God, this is good. And then I met him and that's what was in his house. No. <laughs> it's this giant poster of a bison. And I was like, okay, so there are like <laughs> such a fun thing because he is 100% a bison. Really? So, like him and one of my good friends, they're both bison. And So just, what book did you look at? So this is a book I randomly found in on Colfax in this crazy little place in Denver yeah. called Herbs and Arts. And I just – it's just called Animal Spirit Guides by Stephen Farmer. I need this book. And it's it doesn't like – you can take quizzes, but it, it really is a, just a huge book of animals and you have to kind of scroll and figure it out. Like figure it yeah. out. Yeah. But it's usually an animal that you have like always loved since childhood. Okay. Well, I've always loved monkeys. Oh, then maybe but, a monkey. And mm-hmm. a specific type of monkey? No. Like spider monkeys? I really like those, like, tangerine monkeys. Oh, Do you know yeah. what those are? Um, like, they're, like, bright orange. The chimpanzees? Or, or Tan- orangutans? Tangerine. They're called tangerine yeah. monkeys? Oh, I don't yeah. know these. Well, then maybe that's I don't know. Book. I'll let you but, know. But please, them. I'm hiring you right now to, like, <laughs> determine my spirit animal. And I think this is a – it's so fun because it's the first step. Like, I, this is what I teach people because it's, it's like a self-love thing. Like, once I can – yes. It's well, like I mean – When I understood that I was a hummingbird and it just was what I was, which is my spirit animal, I, like, embraced myself in a whole different way. So how did you find out? I have always had this weird thing with hummingbirds and I always thought they were a little – like as a tomboy, I thought they were too girly. And so I just always kind of was like, I love them. And they, me and my dad had this, he would always, we had hummingbird feeders. He would take me on his, on his home visits and like obsessed with hummingbirds. And when I'd see them, I would just get so excited. Yeah. So I just avoided it. And when I was looking through the book, I like went through all the ones I wanted to be, which was like a panther and a mountain lion and a blue whale. <laughs> and then I finally <laughs> was like, I'm totally a hummingbird. And then I was like, when you read the description, you'll know. It's, it's like, like, you're like, dead. yeah, that's me. It's like creepishly. Oh my accurate. God. Okay. So it's really fun. I, I've helped most people find it. Um, and I will <laughs> send you monkey when you leave. I'll text you Kay. the description. Uh, my book is here somewhere. Okay. Uh, but. I would love yes. to know. We need to figure <laughs> me out. I got you. <laughs> you're not the first person to ask me. And I have never responded with something yeah. like wholeheartedly yeah, so you you'll figure it out you need to figure it out and it's okay to be like i'm you can be one or two like okay you you have to be all in though it's not like some and some yeah it's like but we'll help we'll, okay. we'll get we'll you figure it out <laughs> and they your website so give them um you have a book coming out keto freedom yes keto freedom on amazon yes it's and on amazon right now that's so awesome and you have a podcast called <laughs> the nourished podcast that's it and it's with sean sean minor yeah and then where else can they find you so i'm a registered holistic nutritionist so my name is kind of meg the rhn oh that's good that's what remember. i am okay so my website is MegTheRHN.com, and I'm really active on Instagram, so I'm MegTheRHN there too. Perfect. And I think we, you guys will see her in the next challenge because we're going to talk that. about this as soon as we oh. hang up on this and um, we can get more of Meg. Yay. Thanks for coming, Meg. Thanks. <laughs>